A grey-cloaked woman strolled into Abandon, a modest farming village. Approaching a simple thatched farmhouse, the young woman met up with a farmer dressed in shabby, earthen-coloured clothes. He introduced himself as Thomas. She simply nodded and followed him past humble wattle and daub cottages towards the centre of town. The woman noticed two sad-looking children resting on a bale of hay in an alley between two old houses, their clothes tattered and their hair dirty and knotted. She couldn't help but feel sympathy for them. Seeing the homeless children made the town's name morbidly fitting. She concluded that this wasn't a very savoury village. As they reached their destination, the local tavern, the Maiden's Call, the farmer strolled in wearing a worried look on his weathered face. The young woman trailed in behind him, pulling back her hood to reveal fair skin, long red hair and emerald eyes. Undoing the bronze clasp at her throat, the young stranger pulled off her threadbare cloak, exposing sturdy black leather armour, an elegant sword and an ornate dagger at her hip. She hung her coat and rucksack on wooden pegs by the door and then took a seat across from the farmer at the table near the entrance. The young woman, only a metre and a half tall, looked out of place among the farmers and simple townsfolk. The villagers didn't see many women wearing armour or with long swords strapped to their backs. It was a typical night at the maiden's call, with plenty of locals eating and drinking after a long day. Thick straw mats covered the dirt floor of the dimly lit bar, iron sconces with candles decorated tables and walls, and a single iron chandelier hung in the centre of the room. The scent of tallow and roast lamb permeated the air, accompanied by the steady murmur from the many patrons talking amongst one another. Rise, the proprietor, walked over to the table to greet the farmer and young woman. Rise was a tall, burly man with a smooth scalp and a woolly moustache. He also had a deep scar on his left eye. He wore a thick leather apron with a large coin purse tucked under his belt. Good evening. Name's Rise. What can I do for you? The young woman glanced up at Rise. I'll have some bread with that stew you're cooking and a mug of ale if it isn't too much trouble. You're new in town, are you? We've got some rooms here, if you're looking for a place to stay for the night, Rise said, in the hopes of squeezing some extra money out of a new customer. What will you have, Thomas? Rise asked the farmer, with whom he was previously acquainted, though the man was not a regular to frequent his establishment. No, no, nothing for me, Th thank you, Rise, said Thomas, with a nervous stutter. You can't just sit here. You know the rules. You have to order something. Or you have to leave, said Rise, glaring at Thomas. I, I, I love the ale, said Thomas. Rise snarled slightly as he went to get their order. He returned quickly with a small tray holding a wooden bowl full of steamy lamb stew, a piece of bread, and two tin mugs of ale. So, what do they call you? Rise asked, looking at the young woman. Nori, she replied. The tavern fell silent at the sound of her name. Two patrons paid their tab and snuck out quietly. Hmm, seems your name's not very popular with some of my guests, said Rise as he sat the food and mugs on the table. He gazed at Nuri curiously.
I hope you're not here to stir up trouble. We don't take kindly to trouble. She, she, she's here to he- help me, said Thomas. Very well, then. That'll be four bronze car, Nori, and two bronze for your Thomas. Rise collected their payment and returned to his bar. The people in the tavern returned to their conversations, yet a few quietly stared as Nuri and Thomas started talking. Tell me, Thomas, why have you sought me out? Nuri asked.